what am I grateful for this holiday season? Thank you for asking. I'm grateful for my chihuahua and Jackie Schimmel and Jesus. And now that I think about it, that definitely probably wasn't the best order to say that in. Um, great start, Emma. So if you know me, you know I'm a very positive person, very joyful, very full of life person. But there's one time of year where I'm just not. You know, as a kid, my parents would be like, oh, she's a very spirited child. And, you know, in high school, I went most spirited, not once, but twice. But this part of the year, I'm just not spirited at all. Um, And that is the holiday season. I know I'm really bad. I am like Satan. Just kidding. Because here's the thing. I think in Christmas, we all have this like expectations, like Hallmark Channel. And we expect Christmas to look like that. But it never is. And, you know, if there's a family wearing matching pajamas, just go and call the divorce lawyer just already. And I can say that because my parents are divorced. Um, I liked Christmas as a kid, but as I gotten older, I just, you know, I know myself better than other people know me. I can just buy gifts that I want for myself all year long. Um, it's not very that exciting for me. I do like giving um, other people presents. I'm just this year a little broker. In other years, you know, obviously 2020, I mean, this podcast, I've made 15 cents, so, you know, that's really helping me out. I'm thinking about putting my two weeks into the Olive Garden, you know, this podcast. You, you 19 of you, who I'm also very grateful you are really allowing me this financial freedom now. Well, anyway, how does this have to do with literally anything, Emma? Well, this is what I think. I think in Christmas time and the holidays, we all have these false expectations about what we want it to be. But then really, it's just not at all. And then we get really upset. And that's why I don't really like the holidays. Because I don't like, you know, having expectations and then being disappointed. And that's for like, what I'm going to talk about today. Today's episode is called The Girl Who Cried Husbands. Why? Because I am the girl who cried husbands. My friends call me that. Um, Every time I exchange words with another male human being. I think quarantine has made it a little bit worse. I saw a tweet once at the beginning of quarantine that was like, you know, Rapunzel met her husband in quarantine. And I like really took that to heart thinking that was going to be me. But little did I realize that was a fairy tale. It doesn't actually happen. I'm not actually going to sit in my room and have like Prince Charming throw rocks at my door. Um, And then my parents would probably get really mad. And then obviously it wouldn't work out. But Anyway, have not met my Prince Charming in quarantine, nor do I expect to. Um, I also just heard this thing, and it was really life-changing for me, and I think it really just encompasses what this whole podcast is about. If you do not see yourself getting married in the next 18 months, I hate to break it to you, but you should not be dating. Um, Think about it this way. If you are going to Florida, would you stop? And I don't even know. I don't know geography. Um, would you stop in like Tennessee for like five years? No. I mean, some people do. But for me personally, I don't like to give husband privileges to boys. Yes, I said that. And here's why. I just heard the speaker and he said, um, in the Bible, it says a man who finds a wife finds a good thing. And it goes on to say, you are not a wife when I decide to date you and buy you a ring and then marry you, you are a wife when I find you. 
the ladies, carry yourself like a wife and your husband will find you. If you carry yourself as a girlfriend, boys will find you. Stop giving. And, you know, we wonder why these boys are, like, sometimes maybe not the best at, like, commitment. Um, well, that's because we are giving them all the rewards of a marriage without the commitment. And I want to talk about that, but for a different day. Um, today is about husbands. And I've had many husbands in my life. Not actually my husbands, not even actually my boyfriends, just boys that I meet that I exchange words with that are somewhat attractive. And I'm like, I just met my husband. And guys, I'm not kidding. This has happened like 15 times. I'm really not kidding. Ask literally anybody. Well, here's why I would think that. I would think that because um, I kind of would use it as like a defense mechanism. And I've kind of realized that throughout quarantine is that when I would date somebody, I would not, I would try to like completely avoid the fact that a heartbreak could actually happen and that this one is going to be the one that like I don't get my heart broken and so I'd be like oh this is my husband there's no other way this could turn out um but actually that was leading me to more heartbreak because when they didn't want to go on a second date with me I would think that's the end of the world and you might think I'm exaggerating on this but let me tell you a story the story of STP aka sexy tennis player that's his name his nickname i guess we should say well here's what happened one day and it was july 25th i had a mental breakdown in a quick trip parking lot before i went to go nanny my little sisters and the pool is right next to the tennis courts and my little sister had tennis lessons and who appears but stp the beauty the legend the blonde hair, the piercing blue eyes, the tall, you know, over 5'8". He was just perfect for me. Like, he, I thought he was perfection. He was playing with these little kids, and that's just like kryptonite. And the, um, the song in the background from the pool was playing, and it was A Thousand Years by Christina Perry. And all of my twilight dreams came true in that moment. Like, Bella and Edward could never, like this was perfection. And I'm sitting there munching on my peach, depressed, just looking like I'm a disaster. And I come home to my father and I'm like, dad, I have just met the future Emma Garrison, like a Ted Mosby. Kids, I've just met your father moment. And my dad goes, oh, STP. He didn't actually say STP. He said his real name. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, oh, I know him. And you know, that might not be weird. Like, you might not think that's weird. But here's the thing with my father. He tries to set me up with literally anybody. Like a trash can, he'll try to get to ask me out on a date. Literally and figuratively. Um, so, which actually is what STP ended up being, was garbage. But here's that spoiler alert. Well, anyway, what happened was then STP and I got each other's phone numbers and we talked and then I was in lacrosse. I was coming back down to Madison, you know, to meet him, but I also had a lot of other things I needed to do in Madison that weekend. So I decided to get my nails done, but I made an appointment and I had a lot of extra time on my hands. So what do I do? I decided to go to the mall and I needed some dry shampoo. So I got my dry shampoo, but I had extra time. So I was like, oh, and you know, what do I walk by? The ring store. So what do I do? I try on some engagement rings just for fun. Um, I'm picturing this man that I haven't even met proposing to me. 
um, I become BFS with the ring person. I'm telling her how I'm going to ask her to be my bridesmaid um, because she was here for this grand moment before I met my husband. <sighs> He's not my husband, nor will he ever be. But then I was already going into the date with these huge expectations. I'm like, I'm going to see him and we're going to lock eyes and I'm just going to know. Which I really did think he was cute. Um, and his voice actually wasn't even that annoying. So I was off to a great start. I'm great talker, great, like, actually, the whole date itself was great, you guys, like, so good, I was very happy, it's one of those days that, like, you'll just never forget, because in that moment, you were just really happy, well, come the day after, he doesn't look at me at the tennis courts, he doesn't speak to me, he doesn't text me, and I just know, I thought it was my anxiety, everyone told me it was, no, it was what was right in front of me, the fact that he didn't actually like me. Because if he liked me, I would have known. Well, I get a text from my best friend in the whole world at the pool. She goes, Emma, check Facebook. So I go and check Facebook. Little do I know, a girl from my high school has just posted that she is now in a relationship with this guy. And if you're normal, you know that you never, ever, ever post in a relationship on Facebook, unless it's been over two years and you may or may not be engaged. It's okay to post pictures of the person. Just never change your status. That is tacky. That is just only the worst of the worst. Do that. And if it is, if you are posted on it on Facebook, take it down. Just take it down. Um, that's like more commitment than a marriage license. Like, I'm not even kidding. So I am like, wow, they must have been talking or like they must be actually boyfriend and girlfriend. And you know, me, you know, I cry for a while and like my usual routine is I cry and then I become angry a little bit. And, you know, I didn't really have Jesus in my heart at the time. So I really decided to make some passive aggressive TikToks that may or may not have gone kind of viral. He may or may not have actually seen it. And then the next couple days, um... He saw me at the pool, and we got in this huge, huge, huge fight. Um, my friend Kenzie watched the entire thing. Um, I still have some of it on recording. Um, and here's the best part, guys. Two months later, he asked, he apologized and asked me out again, what do I do? I say, oh, yes. Oh, everyone makes mistakes. Everybody has those days. Oh, my gosh. That also didn't work out, but that is when Jesus entered my life. And that is why STP will always have a special place in my in my heart. Because he was the one I, I really think that brought me back to Jesus and who I was. But back to what I was talking about. Yeah, so I went into the date thinking I was going to marry him. And I've done that a lot of times. That was just the most, I guess, psychotic one. And I think what happens is we go into the date convincing myself, convincing myself that like every guy up to this point, all the pain, all the heartbreak was worth it because I found this guy. And I can't forgive those other guys unless this guy works out um, because then I'll know it'll be worth it. Well, when we put that pressure on that person to take all away our past pain, that pressure breaks them and they leave. And let me just tell you this. You can think that it's either going to go really good or really bad, but here's the thing. Like, why do you have to look at it that way? Why can't you be like, this is a person that is somewhat attractive that I'm going to spend an hour of my time. Girls, listen to me. Do not, I mean, do not spend more 
than two hours on a first date ever, ever, ever. And I, I no more than a hug, no kiss, no nothing, just a hug, a side hug, if you must. I don't like hugs. I'm not a, I'm not a touchy person. I don't like being touched. I don't know what it is. Um, I, I don't really like hugs. I like side hugs. I like my, I think a good Duggar side hug is like a completely appropriate on a first date. But, um, when I find, um, a guy, like when I, like, I know you want to spend more time with him. I do. I understand that, but you just, you can't, you have to just leave. If it's a two hour mark, just go, unless you're watching a movie, then that's okay. But just, or I mean a movie in a movie theater, not at home. Never first date, never watch a movie. I'm telling you that. I know you think it's good, but it's no bad. Go to dinner or coffee. Go to coffee on the first date, then go to dinner on the second date. No more than your date cannot last more than three hours in the first um, four dates. There you go. Best advice to love her here. We can just end the episode here, but we're not. And here's the thing. I think sometimes when somebody hurts us, it hurts really bad. Even if we don't really know them, like what would happen is like I would know a guy for like two days and then I would be, like, so convinced they're my husband or whatever or that I'm going to date them that then when they, like, reject me, I'm, like, devastated, like, hurt. And, like, if I went into it with the right, like, expectations, um, I don't think I would have been as hurt. I really didn't take the whole guard your heart thing seriously. Um, I think I just went heard once that when somebody hurts you, you get to decide how to label your memories. You know, I could have been just like, I can't believe I spent an hour with them. I can't believe I drove to see them. I can't believe I did this. Um, But here's the thing. Like, you could label it as like, I was so stupid. Or you could be like, in that moment, I was happy. And I'm not going to let the pain that they caused me change how I view that moment. And that is you taking your power back and claiming them for yourself like you know stp we went on two actually one and a half incredible dates and those times i was so so happy but the last half of that second date was so borderline traumatizing and i'm like i'm not meaning like really traumatizing i'm just mean embarrassing just disaster but i'm not gonna let how i felt in that last half dictate and how he treated me and how he ghosted me after I'm not gonna let that dictate how I view the memories that we spent together and it doesn't even have to be in like I think that's a good way to get over like a long-term relationship too is like if you're dating somebody for like let's say two years and you invest a lot of money and a lot of time and you're like shoot like I should have been spending my time elsewhere well in that moment you are genuinely you are hopefully happy at some points not all the time, but at some points. And, you know, you can't just, like, okay, also, here's the thing. You cannot date people with potential. You know, when I had my first boyfriend, he was 5'4", and I'm 5'3". He was a very small person, smaller person, I guess, smaller than me. And he goes, and my friends are like, and I'd always tell them, be like, oh, he's just five six with a small bone structure, and I I wouldn't actually see things for the way it was, and then also STP, they asked me I'm like they're like Emma is is he a Christian like is he following Jesus I'm like well his name is Christian hypothetically hypothetically, um, and 
like you just it's almost like when you're dating somebody it's like after you've had a couple martinis or something you don't actually see what's there you see what you kind of want to see and you know we all want to see the best in people but sometimes us seeing the best and worst in somebody up front is going to save us from pain down the line and here's the thing what we want is always isn't always the best for for us you know i have a very sensitive stomach um, it's very unfortunate. I can't really eat gluten or dairy. Um, it makes me super sick. I like expand like Bella from Twilight. I don't know what is with me with these Twilight references today, but sometimes like what we think is gonna be good for us and like looks good isn't actually good. Um, and so here's another thing. I this is more of a a deeper, most more personal story, but I think it really helps paint the picture that I'm trying to paint. So, when I was in high school, you know, as we know, I was a cheerleader. Well, there was a moment, I was not a very good cheerleader, to say the least, like, stunting-wise. And a girl fell on me once, and I got knocked out, and I had to go to the hospital. And they thought I, like, broke my neck, but I just really had a really, really, really bad concussion. And was at a school for, like, two weeks, I think. And I couldn't really go on my phone for a while, which is really hard. That was the hardest part, I think. But... Here's also the thing. A couple of weeks, like, they, okay, this is my first encounter with somebody that I really think was, a, like, a heavenly intervention or, like, heaven on earth because this person, this doctor, um, decided to do a CAT scan even though she th- thought I didn't need it, and it ended up saving my life because she found that I had a thyroid tumor and I had stage 2, th- two thyroid cancer at 17 years old. And, you know, in that moment, that concussion was super, super painful but if it weren't for that, I God literally used that to save me from an awful pain. And then when I first got my first tumor out, and me being me, I, I really try to bring humor into bad situations. And I decided to name my tumor Regina after Mean Girls, after Rachel McAdams. And we took her out, but of course she couldn't um, just leave. She had to like leave a mark and go out with a bang and so there was a complication in the surgery and I lost the ability to speak and I decided that if I ever got my voice back I would use it to help other people and that's why we're here today obviously but the only way to hear heal my voice was to get Botox into my throat and all usually I'd be all for free Botox you know into the lips or into the face you know tighten up that skin get that good glow but this was no ordinary Botox. This Botox was put down your throat while you're awake. The most painful experience physically I've ever been in. I do not recommend this kind of Botox unless used for an ISIS prison camp for a torture strategy. <laughs> that was a joke. Um, but then a couple of moments later, like my mom watched it and she was crying. I was crying. It was so painful. But literally two moments later, I felt no pain. And... I got my voice back, and it's better than ever, obviously. But I think sometimes it what's meant to hurt us is, also, is sometimes meant to save us, you know? I think a lot of these boys represent, you know, that concussion before the tumor, which is really bad. I really don't mean to compare these boys to my thyroid tumor, but they kind of are. Um, if you think about it, like, by getting hurt at first, I'm getting saved from so much pain down the line. So I just... I want you to think about when you are hurt, whether it's from a boy or 
from something else or you get rejected from something, maybe that isn't um, a way, like it's not a roadblock, but it's an opportunity for a breakthrough. And a setback is sometimes a setup. And sometimes just because God isn't doing what we think we want him to do or what we think he should do doesn't mean he's not doing something because sometimes he's doing something in us before he can do something through us um, that's going to bring him so much more glory. Like I think about it, do I, did I always think that um, God was going to, did I really think God was going to place me in an olive garden? No, absolutely not. But have there been times in the olive garden? I'm like so thankful that I was there because if I wasn't there, I don't know who else this person would have heard Jesus from. And I just want you to think about that. If you're in a situation that you're like, I know I should be doing more. I know I'm made for more. Just think about what more could you be doing where you are right now. And I think, I know we like to write our own stories. I love writing. I love speaking. And I love writing stories. I love just stories in general. Um, But sometimes I think we like to write the story we think God has for us. And then when it doesn't go our way, we're disappointed. But God loves us too much to answer our prayers in any way but the right way, at any time but the right time. And I am so thankful that all these boys didn't work out besides STP. I still kind of secretly, if you would reach out to me, I kind of think I would respond, actually. Now that I think about it, just kidding. Actually, I'm not really kidding. But that's why I don't think, I I really don't think, like, I really think um, God allowed him to exit my life so God can come back into my life. And that's how I think it was with all of these boys that I made that mistake with. You can't look at everything with these huge expectations like, you know, Christmas time. And it's okay to have some. It's okay to have hope and be positive. But toxic positivity is a thing. Um, If you think too much positive that you're not completely aware that the negative is going to happen and then when it does, you're devastated. And I'm just trying to save you from so much pain down the line by telling you this now. Don't be the girl that cried boyfriends and cried husbands because if I were to marry all of these boys that I think would have been the best for me, I probably would have been miserable. And after my last relationship, I told God, I'm like, if there is a boy that's not meant for me, please get him out of my life. I don't care how badly it hurts. I just want him out of my life so I can focus on myself and focus on you. And that's my prayer for all of you is that if there is somebody in your life Or if you're single right now, I want you to be intentional and think, I don't want anything that God doesn't want for me. Because let me tell you something, if it breaks God's heart, it's not going to fulfill yours. And if you are with somebody that is not treating you like the daughter of Christ that you are, then you need to let them go. I promise you, God has something better in store for you that you never could have imagined for yourself. And it took time. It wasn't right away where I got all the answers, but as time went on and I got some of the answers, I don't need to know the answers that God wants is withholding from me because I trust him enough by what he's already revealed to me. I really hope that this has brought you guys some laughs and some I don't know, maybe you need to reach out to me and see if I'm okay. Um, but check, on, check up on your loved ones during the holiday season. Not everybody loves them. Um, but also just really think about, you know, if you decide to go on a date with somebody, 
maybe don't go and shop for engagement rings before you go on the date. That's my one advice. If that's your only takeaway, take that away. And remember, my friends, at the other side of the heartbreak is a $5 spray tan.